right, y'all. Welcome to Frequencies. We're here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. I am Rafael Tamayo. I'm Monica. That's Monica, our cultural programs coordinator, who is a wonderful co-host, as you can't tell. What up? <laughs> Anywho, welcome, y'all. Um, the Oak Cliff Cultural Center is a division of the City of Dallas Office of Arts and Culture. So we are a building and programming machine of the people of the community. So... Um, if you want to find out more about us, make sure you visit us at occc.dallasculture.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Oak Cliff Cultural Center. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. So just type in Oak Cliff Cultural Center. You'll find us, follow us, tag us, come see us, send us a message, tell us what you want to see here. But um, you are in for an exciting treat because this is the first episode we are officially kicking off our podcast i guess it's our podcast right monica is it no it is it, it is um luna luna i i call monica luna luna but shout out to luna luna the local local band holding it down for the df dub um yeah so this is our kickoff episode and i'm excited because i feel like it's going to be another avenue another platform for oak cliff cultural center to capture some of the really awesome and dope and cool stuff that happens here and i think we've decided to kick this off the only way that we know how with Mr. Ray Alvarez, who just started or hasn't just started working with us, but he's been doing work with us unknowingly because he's been holding it down in the city for such a long time. But he has his exhibit here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center, Ghost Chromatic Alchemist, and with the curator, Atiel Flores. So what up, guys? Awesome, awesome. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? I got to say, man, your MC, Ralph, yeah. is really coming <laughs> through, man. I'm absolutely loving this. I've had a little bit of practice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, it, it comes through, man. <laughs> absolutely love it. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, this is our kickoff. I, think, I don't think there's a better way for us to kick this like whole series off, just because, one, the Oak Cliff Cultural Center does a lot of cool stuff. I'm a big fan of the work that we do. A large part of that is due to people like Luna Luna here because she is always like in the streets, talking to people, reaching out via email, text messages, phoning people. I'm like, you she's say like, in the streets and it sounds bad. I mean, like in a good way. Let's give it out to Luna. Let's yeah, give it out to Luna. In the streets. Thank you for all your work. <laughs> we appreciate that. Yeah, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in the best way possible because she'll be like, I got a meeting today at Trinity Groves. I'll be back at this time. I'm like, all right, cool. Next thing I know, we're doing some awesome program over there. Uh, we'll be at Oak Cliff Brewing Company doing Loteria Night and all kinds of really cool <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, big shout out to Luna Luna. Um, Our manager does a lot, too, though. I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's a team effort, though. We 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 do. And so that's the thing. I feel like she's being modest. I feel she like she's is. Being modest because it is a lot of work. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. like, who was the one hitting y'all up asking for, hey, can yeah. we do this? She was on top of the yeah. game, right? Yeah, exactly. She was on exactly. top of the game. Yeah, so... Nothing would get done. Honestly, exactly. this podcast wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for her. You're, you are absolutely right. This is right. true. This yeah. is true. So, so pat yourself on the back. You're welcome, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We got her. Anywho, because of that dynamic here, my voice cracking over here? Because of the <laughs> dynamic here at the Cultural Center and all the cool stuff that we do, um, and because we just came out of a pandemic... Mm-hmm. And what a way to reintroduce our gallery program to the public than with a show like Ghost Chromatic Alchemist with someone like Ray Alvarez. So I think we're going to jump right in. I know Luna Luna devised some questions. Um, I don't have them in front of me, 
But I think the logical way to to start it off is Ray and Natiel, both of you, tell us how you how you came up with this show. Let's uh let's let's reintroduce himself first. All right. Well, I'm Ray Alvarez. I guess I shouldn't probably give my nom de plume considering my <laughs> government name is out there now. Um it's it all started obviously with the pandemic where it's it's it was a shift in like the global I don't know, workforce, global, whatever, economy, everything. And it's like, I, you know, you it's a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing where you got to take advantage of this time where you're working from home or, you know, unfortunately there's people that were laid off and they have to find, I guess, forms of income or forms of entertainment, forms of expressing themselves. And, and just graffiti is just one of the things that I chose. And I just figured I just, you know, hit the streets as hard as I can paint as much as I can and, you know, just document and get everything together for nothing in particular except for just kind of chasing that, um, I guess, that dream of what, you know, I want to be an artist 24-7, you know, and that's kind of how it kind of came out. Like, there was never an end goal. It was it was all about the process. Mm. It was just, you know, it was every piece, you know, spraying each line, it was... That was, it was just art to do art, you know? But let's be honest, there was a big shift between who you were before and who you were during the pandemic that mm. really kind of pushed you in the levels there. There, It's almost unhuman, to be honest with you, because the amount of work that you created for the show alone and, and just everything and, and cataloged and, and just went over was incredible like i don't think i ever seen anybody work as much as you did during this time i mean how did that come about uh, I, th- I think a lot of it is time management you know it's um you're better I, than a lot of yeah. us yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I, I remember reading like there was like a like a book or like an essay that someone wrote i, I don't even know the, the the guy's name but it was like something in the 20s or 30s that he wrote and it was like everyone's got 24 hours like no matter like regardless if you've got like a million dollars or a thousand dollars in the bank, like whatever, it's like everyone starts with the same twenty four hours. And it's what you do with it. You know, obviously you gotta sleep. So you you know, you make time for that. And then the rest of the time is what you know, it's what you do with it, you know. And for me, I chose, you know, obviously I've got to work, you know, like a nine to five. And, you know, but before that and after that, you know, that's that's time for me. That's you know, you know, I I've got kids, so I, you know, I make sure I, my kids are taken care of. Yeah, family, make sure that's taken care of. And then it's like, I find pockets to go paint. And throughout the whole time, it's just like, it's like, what do I need to do with the little time that I have? Like, and it's usually like three or four hours in a day. And I've got to plan each each mission basically to say, okay, these are the colors I'm going to use. This is what's going to go down first. I've got to organize it in a bag in a certain way. And then it's going to be, you know, driving time to and from the, you know, the spot. And it kind of, you know, works out that way where it's just like, you you have to manage your time. You know you have to manage your twenty four hours. I do, well. First of all, I'm mad inspired right now. I'm like, <laughs> damn. I I took an extra twenty minutes of sleep today. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm over here like thinking of every single minute that I yeah. could have used to its full potential. But um, for the people listening, really quickly, we we you painted how many yards? Of a seven foot tall canvas. It's about 80 yards. 80 yards. Yeah. So we don't have the whole 80 yards mm-hmm. here at the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. It doesn't fit, but Ghost Chromatic Alchemist is running through the beginning weeks of the beginning week of July 2021. 
So if you're listening to this, you still have time to check it out if July like second hasn't hit yet. Yeah. Um, but you can see it. And I know we're going to post pictures of it online and social media, but mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that you have to see. So what you and Atiel did is basically brought those roles of paintings that you did over the last 14 months during the pandemic and fit as much of it as you could into our gallery space. And then you took two of our L-shaped rolling walls, said, hey, I'm going to paint these. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) One day during, like two, three days before the exhibit opened, Atiel was like, oh man, it's going to rain. I'm like, yeah, and I know he's going to come after five. I don't know how it's going to work. Atiel was like, give him like 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> Ray pulls up. I have the front blocked off. We roll it out. 30, 45 minutes. Done. Brings him in. And as soon as we're bringing him in, it starts raining. Yeah. yeah. Like it starts raining. And I was like, holy crap. And the funny thing is, like, there wasn't, it, it, it's, it's so precise. Again, if you get a chance to come see it, check it out. But yeah. if you look at the walls, like, it looks like, work that none of us here at the cultural center mm-hmm. could have done with the mathematic formulas and rulers and masking tape to figure it out. Yeah. Well, and people can check out a video, like a little video that's on our Instagram over at, um, on our page, just look up Oak Cliff cultural center. There's like a little video of Ray painting and you can see the lines where it starts and then what it turns into. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I mentioned to you, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I rolled the walls out there and he's doing like his first lines and then I went to the office, and then when he was done, I walked out there completely, like, different. It looked nothing like what you had started out with. Yeah. Appreciate but it was, like, super and, dope. Yeah, you, yeah. And you got to remember, this is a process that a lot of people don't get to see. A lot of people, you know, they go to sleep one night, and they wake up, and their front wall of, like, whoever's street, it's painted on. And it's one of those things that literally almost nobody ever gets to see. So just experiencing it, it's, it's, it's kind of incredible to see the can control, the years of experience, uh, color court, you know, coordination that he's mixing and things like that. So it's one of those things that, that once you see it, you're like, oh, I, I, I can't even imagine how he's doing that. Um, and I encounter a lot of people that start painting for the first time ever and they, they hold a can and they can't even do a straight line that is sharp enough. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always yeah. fussy and things like that. So they get tired, start it, using their thumb. Yeah, yeah. Even even a line, just a single line itself, it, it's it's extremely difficult. And just the simple fact that you do that long enough and as many times as he's done it and good enough, then becomes almost like a second nature. Right. Where you could just knock it out super fast before it starts raining, like you said. Well, I mean, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, and it shows. And I think you you gathered a, a nice little crowd because there was people walking by taking photos <laughs> and like asking him questions. I'm like, leave him alone. He's trying to paint before the rain comes. <laughs> it's the unicorn. Nobody ever gets to see it. And yeah. then yeah. once they yeah. see it, they're like, it was, holy crap, it's no, happening yeah. in front of our eyes. It was yeah. really cool. How, how So how long have you been painting to be able to like perfect your craft like that? I want to say it's like uh, 25 plus years. So wow. I haven't done the math, obviously, but it's it's up there. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely been, um, you know, you obviously take breaks and you don't paint for, let's say, two or three years, but you do get at least two or three pieces in a year. And then when you really dedicate yourself, that's when you really, you know, that's when you really apply yourself and find out what you're made of, you know? So you yeah. say 25 years, but like, when did you start? How how did you start? Well, I mean, with graffiti, it's it started in high school. I was a freshman. And but obviously I've been... You know, I've been a fan of art and I've been doing, you know, others like paintings when I was younger, like, I don't know, I want to say like four or five years old. 
And I remember a neighbor. Trying to do the math here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I remember um, a, a neighbor, a friend of ours. Um, she was she was in charge of some like you know church group or whatever, and she would babysit us every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And but she would she'd have paint and canvases. And I remember painting Shredder from the Ninja Turtles. Oh, and then nice. that's I remember that's the one thing where I was like, you know what? I think I can do this like you know forever. And then as soon as freshman year hit, there was a friend of mine that just like. You know, he was doing graffiti, and I didn't know anything about it before then. And I asked him, well, how do I get into it? And he was like, well, just, you know, just do the bubble letters in, like, the whole alphabet in bubble letters. Mm. And just pick the best letters, and then make a name out of it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I kind of regret doing that, because I kind of wish I kind of had a name that was, that meant something. You uh, know? Yeah. Like, something that just, like, it's just, like, if you, it, like, like it's an actual word. Instead of, because, you know, my nom de plume is just, it's, I had to make it something instead of that word or that word already meaning something uh, okay so you know once i once i did that and then i just you know you just kind of it's, it's kind of like, like a snowball effect mm-hmm. you just start there and you just keep going you paint one you paint the next one and you know it just starts you know you you, you end up meeting friends and like hot and you know you form a crew and it kind of goes from there and and also when when he started it was frowned upon to do graffiti and a lot of the times we were going against everything else because there was no uh, legal walls there was no places to paint there was no and you had to really like be very discreet about everything you did you can't just show it there was no you know instagram there was no, no there was no shine on the graffiti culture that it is today uh, yeah. nowadays people pay you to paint their walls oh which yeah. Is yeah insane. it used to be like oh you do graffiti now yeah. it's like oh you do graffiti there, there's <laughs> been multiple times where growing up just because we did it we will get arrested you know yeah. we would get arrested or in trouble or fine i kicked out of school whatever you know so it's crazy that the progress the graffiti has taken to the point where it's an acceptable art form now and we can showcase it and be proud of and get paid for but we actually had to experience like the ugly side of graffiti where it was frowned upon mm-hmm. uh, but i mean i'm sure that it even till now you know there's still times where graffiti it is very acceptable but there's still uh, even even now there's still less a little bit of a stigma to it oh, yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, well, i feel like in in the art world in the world in general if you're an artist yeah. it's like you already have a mountain to climb so i feel like in the art world it took some time for just like graph and writers to get the respect of just being recognized as artists yeah. so not only is it like general society mountain to climb it's also art world mountain to climb well ray said something the day i think it was like before the reception and he mentioned the history of graffiti that i had no idea about and my mind was super blown mm. you should tell us a little bit which, about it which one was it i said a, I said a lot of things <laughs> he says a lot of things you were telling me about like graffiti on the trains and like how it yeah, started exactly. and yep. yeah i remember now so 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 the way i see it is like it's and even in some of the documentaries it's like graffiti was was it's kind of like a like a rebellious art form you mm-hmm. know and it's 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 something that um i guess it was like a voice for the voiceless and it started in New York, and it was like the main thing was obviously the subways, and it was about making your art move. Like there had to be movement in it, mm. and that's why it was on trains. Where what happened is what you know the reason it got on walls is because, you know, the city started cracking down on you know basically the train spots. Uh, they started having more security, you know, barbed wire, like guard dogs, stuff like that. So, 
graffiti artists were still graffiti artists and they wanted to go, they still wanted to express themselves. So they would move on to walls. And then that's kind of how I went to walls. And, you know, then people obviously, you know, they visit New York. They love the graffiti that's there. They love the culture. So it kind of branched from there. Like people would go see it and they'd be like, oh, I want to take part of it. You know, like other artists and from other cities, other countries. And it just got so big out of that. You know, it was almost like a, like a cancer almost. Mm. And especially like, you know, like in I want to say like mainly in Europe where people still do a lot of trains, kind of like they did back in like the late 70s, early 80s of New York, where it's like they still hit the trains like pretty hard and pretty heavy. And it's still going on. But the, the thing is about keeping it moving. And that's why you see like the the freight culture and then the wall culture is kind of different where there's always you'll find some like very purist graffiti artists that only paint on trains because mm-hmm. it moves and mm-hmm. because it travels and part of the show here at the ghost you know ghost chromatic alchemist is like it's on canvas where it's on a roll it's still you know it's still kind of moving a little bit because you can unroll and roll and you know kind of does that and where it, it kind of still feels it, it kind of still has that movement into it and that's kind of where like the birth of it is but obviously everything evolves and you've got to you know like like the new york writers like adapted they went from trains to walls and you know now it's just going further out to you know like street art you know um which is still like a very gray area um but it but it's it kind of it's, it's still all about the movement still because it's an action painting where do you think the graph world will be in 10 years 10 years i think it's going to be museums for sure yeah museums for sure because it's already kind of museums already now yeah so it's just getting more accepted to the point where it's it's getting incredible because even now there is um situations where people have buffed over walls mm-hmm. and sued because somebody destroyed their art mm. and won Wow. To the point where now those people have to pay the artist money. Because they bust So over. it's getting to the point where it's respected to the point where even the law is admitting that this is a work of art. Yeah. When you get to that point, it, it's just a matter of time when it's going to be fully on in <clears throat> big auctions and things like that. Where I mean, Bank- Banksy has broken a lot of walls, oh, yeah. obviously. Uh, costs and all these people have already made a name for themselves in the formal art world mm-hmm. where it, it, it's just literally in 10 years from now it's going to be super respected where there's going to be like every other art form for mm-hmm. sure for sure for sure what do you think ray and i, I think we're still we're seeing the, the beginning of it because you you, you hear about nfts right now mm, yeah. and yeah. graffiti has always been like a real nft because it's, it, it could you know you paint it and the next day the next week it could be completely gone and if you saw it, then great. And if you didn't, then that's too bad. And I know there's definitely. I, I remember my the first piece that I painted. Um, I got I got busted for it, and I didn't even get a I didn't even get a photo of it. Yeah. And that was like a true NFT there. Like that's like no one's ever gonna see that piece yeah. ever again. You know. That's crazy to think. Like I mean, obviously we can get into like the philosophy of art and yeah. what it means and. Yeah. You know how like just writing your name in essence is is a I mean it's a form of expression so yeah. in, in in essence it's art you know it's artistic practices um, but 
those moments, like, you know, you're talking about everyone has 24 hours yeah. and those moments in life that you'll just never get back <laughs> yeah. and you don't have any memory of, but you were there yeah. and it happened. Yeah. And so, and, yeah. and, and graffiti has the same life, you know, because mm. it's, it's one of those things that I remember one time, um, we went painting like all night. We got up like at 12. Well, I mean, we were already up <laughs> at 12 and we painted till like six in the morning. Yikes. Six in the morning. And so we took a route where we were painting just all night. And by the time six in the morning, hey, we're already on our way back. And the piece, some of the pieces that we have done, they were already buffed. They were already gone. Like wow. the city works fast. Yeah. yeah. And it tells you the life process of, of the piece itself. And, and, it, and it's a little small part of yourself. It's an expression of yourself because that's what art is. Mm-hmm. Art is, is, is not, I mean, in, in part, it helps knowing how to paint. It, knows, it helps knowing how to sing. All those things kind of help to get that point across easier. But in reality, it's, it's you expressing for others to see. Now, the way that you do that is many different forms, and graffiti is definitely one of them because you're honestly putting your name out there for other people. To, you're expressing yourself right. as your individuality for individuals to see. And even that could not, it doesn't last forever, you know? Right, and it can't be contained. You know? Yeah. So, so okay. So someone who has no idea, someone who doesn't know anything about graffiti, whether it's you know, a young child with an innocent mind mm-hmm. and innocent perception of the world or an avid art appreciating like human being who's an adult, but still has no like understanding of graffiti art. If they see either one of your work, what would you what would you want them to take away from it? Or what is it that you want to share with them with your work? I think it falls on the perspective of how they found it in the first place, because there is different perspectives because you could drive down the street Mm -hmm. and to the normal individual, it's just the street, you Mm -hmm. know, and they could see graffiti and it's just, it's part of the street at that Mm -hmm. moment. But if a graffiti artist sees it, they pick up on the specific things, you know? So if, if an artist that knows about graffiti and be like, that guy hasn't made a name for himself, Mm -hmm. then they, they pick up and you're not hitting for everybody. And when you do graffiti, you're not shooting for all of them. Technically, in the streets, you're kind of almost hitting for everybody. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But graffiti especially, like, there's going to be specific people they're going to pay attention to. And a lot of the times, I'm impressed at how people got into some specific places yeah. or, or, or the quality of work, <laughs> the quality of work that people can do yeah. on, the, on the run. Yeah. It's incredible. And that gives you just the amount of talent that people do have yeah. to do that. Because... I experience things where, you know, individuals who not be named do incredible, (laughs) incredible work, incredible work under pressure, incredible work under pressure to the point where it could be the exact same piece that you do in the legal wall as you do in an illegal wall. Mm -hmm. And when you get to that point where it's that quality of work, then you know those people have incredible skill and just nerves of steel, too. So here's my question. And I think I asked Raf this because we walked in and I was like, I'm I'm not an artist. So I coordinate programs and the whole thing, but that's I'm an not art an artist. In itself. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. I sing in the shower and in the car. <laughs> um, but so to someone who's like seen, you know, graffiti and walking down the street, like what what are some things about graffiti? Like, you know, like what did the like letters mean because you know when you're walking by like what does mm-hmm. it mean or you know you say tag like what does that mean yeah 
Well, that's that's it, it, the definition is like different from you know it goes from person to person. Um, for me, it's just it's just something that I think I can that I, that I enjoy. You know, some people like um, a certain type of art, and my particular art that I do it's 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 about a font. You know, and it's I. I look at other graffiti and I'm a fan of, of fonts, you know, like New Times Roman or like Impact or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's about creating a font that kind of, you know, that kind of represents you a little bit. And, and obviously, like, I really do it more for me than, what, than for other people, you know. It, it, it's just, I guess I'm just kind of lucky that some people like it, you know. <laughs> but, but it's about, you know, the color combinations and it's also, you know, what I can do with uh, with a space, you know, like let's say if it's, you know, depending on if, it, if it's a train or a wall, like what what works with it. Usually, you know, trains are a certain color, so you got to work within a certain color combination. And then if it's a wall, depending on if it's like cinder block or brick, it's like it's like they each have their own challenges and it's like overcoming that. And and, you know, obviously some places have windows just so like, OK, well. Do you want to go over the window? Do you not want to go over the window? Would it be cool if you go over the window? So it's, it's, it for me, it's like a challenge. Like what, what the surface looks like. So when you're talking, so you're talking about like, it, like when your mind is saying window, what yeah. do I want to do with that? Yeah. So, uh, what what's your philosophy on like? I mean, obviously, there's unspoken rules. Yeah. There's there's things that you do. There's things that you absolutely do not do. And mm-hmm. there's people that break those rules. Mm-hmm. But because the culture of graffiti art has been growing and it's literally seeped into the life of everyday society, I feel like even though there's opposite sides of a coin, what are some of the things that both of you think in terms of like the philosophy of it? So the the walls, like which legal wall, which illegal wall, which wall is illegal that I would never do anything on? Why is it okay for me to do this and not that? So you're getting into a territory that we both kind of have a disagreement. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh yes. Get into it. Perfect. Get into I it. didn't think you all could disagree <laughs> on something like this. So it, it it's a very complex thing because obviously obviously there is there is rules, but I believe that, and my friend has told me this before, that you can't play by the rules on a game that has no rules. In all reality, there is rules, but why would you why would you follow those rules when in reality you're making those rules for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, there doesn't really affect that thing. So, and the thing about the, 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 the thing about him is that he does bring some points that do make sense. Cause he's always like, Hey man, if that's taken, why bother? He already found it. You He's know? a toy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, we can definitely do something so much better, you know? Yeah. But he's just like, no. It's it's it, it almost like it's it's like if they want it, they could have it. Yeah. I could find something better. I'm always on the hunt for something new. I'm always on the hunt for something better. It, it's a competition. It's like, that's what makes you better. Like if some like if, if there's a space that's been taken, then it's like, okay, well, this is the challenge to find a new space. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you find a new space, somebody that comes in that doesn't care, goes over your piece with no problem, no effect, no remorse, no nothing, and moves on, you know? But, but, that, but day, that's part of the chase, too. You are not that's, that's, winning. 
But there that's is another no winning. challenge. That's another challenge. And it's like, okay, well, they went over me because we had that battle in Pleasant Grove. And it's like they went over our space and, you know, we basically broke their spirits. We and they, destroyed They them. never painted yeah. their... We physically destroyed <laughs> them. A guy they like, were paying for many years. Yeah. And how does that feel? How does that feel? It feels it good. It feels yeah. really good. I don't and, know. I kind of want him to paint so we can <laughs> paint together. <laughs> we, we can't agree on the same things, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. But at the end of the day... <clears throat> It's it's all about all about uh, that creative spirit of getting out and doing something. Yes, doing something po- creative, positive. Right. At the end of the day, we're not trying to hurt anybody. We're not trying to you yes. know. Yes. Okay, so that's where I'm destroying kind of, anything. And, we're and, trying to create. Except color for if you're beauty. in Pleasant Grove and you're right. hearing this, <laughs> <laughs> and you and you painted, don't don't trip because they will go over your stuff. No, but um. So here's on to a bigger question that. I've had like with family members and friends. Oh man, it's personal. No, no. It, I mean, not in a bad way, but it's like you know. Then we talk about hip hop because I have friends that are you know graffiti writers. Yeah, and they're like, no, this isn't hip hop. This is a culture of its own. And for the most part, I understand it. But I feel like hip hop, in essence, embodies just, this kind of just spirit. FYI, graffiti is hip hop. Graffiti is hip hop. I believe that it's, too. It's part of the yeah. elements of hip hop. Right. I believe that strongly. And, and, I believe and, that 100%. And the reason why it's hip hop is because it has the competitive nature. Right. Which the battle. Every single thing has of hip hop. Of course. You know, breakdancing. The heart of the, the hip hop. MC, uh-huh. DJing. There's always this this inner battle when like, oh, this guy's doing something. What can I do better or exactly. bigger or stronger or, or, <clears throat> or newer than this guy and show him up in music or whatever. And it comes from that mentality. And that's what keeps graffiti growing. And that's that's the only reason why it is where it is. Because people see what so-and-so is doing. And it's like, yo, man, did you see the homie is doing this stuff? What can I do? And then you step up. Every line has to be crisper. Every every fade has to be nicer. Every, every single line. And it takes practice and dedication of the body and mind for all those skills for you to get to that level. So it's definitely a competition. It's definitely part of hip hop. And a lot of people just because they grow up and, and they have that mixture between like music. Mm-hmm. Music is, is hip hop because it's the <clears throat> biggest mainstream uh, influence when it comes to hip hop. But they don't realize that hip hop is a state of life mm-hmm. where you're constantly trying to better yourself mm-hmm. as an individual in the art form, no matter what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that's true. And it's like DJing, MCing. It's just, it's in a way, you know, it helps it grow, but it also like stunts it in its growth as well. Because yeah. if it's, it it becomes, uh, like you can say you want to better yourself, but it also, it's like a two, you know, double edged sword where it's like, okay, what well, it it turns into like jealousy almost, mm-hmm. and you kind of play down, or you or you kind of, I guess you you know you would hate on someone else, mm-hmm. but you have to kind of, you still have to think positive. Like let's say, like you. Like we're talking about, you know, like like what what are some of the rules? It's like if someone takes a space, like do you go over it or do you? There go is next no to rules. It? You got you <laughs> know you got no you got you got because that, that that that's when that's when it's either you know we you're, live on you're the making streets, it, bro. Like you're <laughs> growing it, you're growing it, or you're 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 basically hating on yourself because you know there's there's obviously enough obstacles out there already yeah. with you know yeah. law enforcement and certain people that don't like graffiti. So why would you? Why would we fight amongst ourselves? But you still have to compete amongst ourselves you know like we still have to do that but you know it's it, it, there, there's definitely a balance there where you right. have to 
you have to grow it and also nurture at mm. the same time. That's the mm-hmm. game, right? Yeah. 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 So y'all are saying hip hop and like typically hip hop, I think is rap. No, but you know, it, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, associated, <laughs> it's associated with like, it started it with the black community, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I wonder like how, from your perspective as Latinos or like Hispanics, yeah. you know, how, um, like going into the space of hip hop, like we absolutely it like? adopted it. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about it because it comes from the Mecca of New York City. You know, mm-hmm. those people created it and, and, and it comes from their influence and it grew like Ray say, grew up so big that it started like getting into other spaces, you know. So we always respect the the history and where it came from, because once you know that, then, you know, like you said, uh, some of the guidelines and things like that, even though there is no rules, there's still a perspective that you want to follow just because you want to grow mentally to that space and you want to be bigger than everybody else. Yeah. You know, you want to, you want to be, but, but, but I think some of those, some of those rule breaking and stuff like that, like it just kind of, I think there was a certain, there was a time somewhere where street art and graffiti like broke away mm. where a lot of people are getting, you know, like the lines are getting blurred where a street artist will be considered a graffiti artist, but, has never done graffiti ever, yeah. and I I think that's I, I think that's wrong. I think it should be. It, it's like you know when you go get tacos. Do you get tacos or do you get street tacos? Do you, do you get Taco Bell <laughs> or like, do you go? I mean, I hey, I'm not torchies. gonna lie, that seven dollars shrimp taco from Velvet yeah, is yeah. pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's I mean, pretty it, good. It, it but is, it but, is but, the same thing with. You're getting a seven dollar taco, but right. right. But are you getting a seven dollar street taco or seven dollar taco? Right. No, because I could take that seven dollars to Paisanita and get some really mm. good fajita tacos. You yeah. could get like you know what I'm saying? Maybe like four or five more. Yeah. You know? but, 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 I'm, one. but I'm kind of getting to like the name of it. Like you're getting tacos. Like yeah. regardless if they're three dollars, a dollar, ah, seven dollars, it's like you're yes. getting tacos. Like gotcha. Like you're either getting like you're either getting graffiti or a mural. You're not really getting street art because street art is graffiti. And, and, and yeah. honestly, like recently I had a guy uh, message me on um, on Instagram and he was like, yo, I'm a graffiti artist, you know, I do this, this and that, man. I love your work or whatever. And then I look at his page and, and he's just like an artist and mm-hmm. starting to become a street artist. And so me personally, the way I feel and the way I come from and, and, and I, the way that I respect it, I had to educate them right i was just like i don't think you are graffiti artist just yet but the possibility is Mm. is there you know like as long as you practice you dedicate yourself and you work at writing and 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 doing all these things that they do require the requirements Mm -hmm. then you can get to that level and then there is no no problem (laughs) (laughs) hey man i'm loving this i'm loving this so okay so I, so what I'm kind of hearing from you, Hatiel, is like the way, like the way this person approached you, yeah. right? They they call themselves a graffiti artist. Yeah. So to you, in your opinion, they didn't go to the school and get the proper training to it, be called a graffiti artist, yeah, right? But the thing is that you have to earn it, right? And so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if someone says, like. You know, of course, I have to shout out our resident artist here, OC3G, Gerardo Robles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a painter. He's yeah. trained in painting. He's yeah. in, he, he produces artwork. He went to school for that. He got a formal education. He has yeah. a degree in that. So 
I see his work and I'm like, that's an artist. That's a talented artist. So I can call him that because he's put the time, the effort, he's gotten the formal training. So for someone to be calling themselves a graffiti artist, Mm -hmm. in order for them to earn that, they have to go through the street version of what Gerardo went through. To, and, to get and, it and right, see, that's, yeah. that's that is the, comp- the the complex thing because a lot of the times it since there is no school where you yeah. could say I have this degree. Yeah, there's no no university, yeah. there's yeah. no curriculum yeah. that says. But this real recognizes real. Boom. At the end of the day, if you don't have, if, if you if you strip away, like he said, if you strip away all the colors, if you strip away all the shades, highlights, all the stuff, and you look at the font, you look at the writing, and the writing is not there. Then you you then haven't made it yet. We can tell you. Yeah, you you need, you need to go back to the yeah to school. And I'm so glad that when you were talking about fonts, you didn't say like some really trash fonts. Like he <laughs> no no he yeah. could have no, easily no, said no, like that curly's is the most basic basic. <laughs> no, I mean they're basic time, fonts. Yeah. I gotta be honest, but I'll still use Times New Roman. Futura, Habetica. No, you know, yeah, like if you get into the, into the graphic design, right? No, 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 no. no I get it. I'm not a graphic artist. I mean, he didn't say like Edwardian script. Yeah, he didn't say Comic Sans, which is the worst. No, 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 no. Papyrus. Papyrus. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I feel like we could talk. We could turn this into a series, honestly. Yeah. We could take 20 episodes and talk about every single thing. Because um, there's, while there are no rules, there is a set of rules. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yes, there's no there's no rule book. No one's out there with a Bible. No one's out there with two, you know, plates that say these are the things that, that this culture abides by. Yeah. But in reality... The culture that has gone global does have some things that you abide by. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. You, you, but you don't have to follow them. Exactly. That's the beautiful thing about <laughs> That's it. That's what but, makes but, it so beautiful. But you have to know the rules to break the rules. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So do y'all think that maybe, you know, if a student goes to, I don't know, let's say UNT and they're studying art. Should there be like a street art graffiti course? I mean, why not? I think they should. Yeah. Why not? Why as not? long as they don't use Brooklyn Kid font. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 it's very weird because you, even though let's say you let's say you 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 go to school and then you get into graffiti, you know, so it, you still got to get accepted by the graffiti culture. You still got to get accepted by 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 the people who do do graffiti because, like for for a while. So I'm a graffiti artist by heart. I've been doing this since I was a teen. And I separated from it and became an artist and started doing proper paintings. Mm-hmm. Then um, there was a commission for Deep Ellum where they wanted doing planters. And I did a piece. And he got defaced by a friend of mine, graffiti artist. Oh. And when he got called out for it, he was just like, I didn't know that was you. Mm. I didn't recognize it. I saw I saw that that you got up on it, but I thought you got up on it. Oh, I could tell who it was by the way you did the hand styles yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's like you, I, I thought you got up on it, but I, I thought you got up on it, you know? And and he apologized to me, but he was just like what they wrote on the on, on the actual artwork was like you school preppies, you know, you need to get out of your neighbor of mm. our neighborhood because you, you, you stop pretending to be <clears throat> graffiti artist when you're not you know kind of right. like he called out like 
don't don't do graffiti if you're not a graffiti artist. You know, right. so they will call you out if you don't know if you haven't made a name for yourself. So that did. I mean, that happened, and and then once he found out, he was just like, "Yo, my bad." And then I knew that I fell off. That I was like, okay, now I need to get my rep back. I need to, I need to go back and, and and redeem myself as a graffiti artist. And that's when I got back a little, I gotta a little go bit to graffiti yeah. artists. And that started. But the beautiful thing about it is that it allowed me to mix most uh, styles to the point where now I could do a specific style. And because I did do a, get get my name back, and on top of that, the style that I'm working with does implement the graffiti where people see it and they're like, okay, this guy must be a graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. They respect it mm. and they don't mess with it. But it's one of those things that like, it's a culture that it, it, it is very jealous. It doesn't, it does know who is who and it keeps, it keeps, it keeps tabs. Do you feel, do, do you feel a sense of ownership? Like not saying that you, you are the final authority, right? Yeah. But do you feel a sense of ownership? Like, yeah, this culture is mine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we could tell. Uh, for example, I told him, I was like, man, there's this really good thing. I was like, every time that I look at a movie, mm-hmm. anytime that they have graffiti in the background, oh, yeah. I can <laughs> tell you 100% if, if it's real or, or fake. That's always a fun thing. Like, come on, they could have they could have done something. And I judge every every movie that I watch. I judge the graffiti in the back in the alleys. Like, oh, this yeah. is a scary alley. And then they have graffiti, <laughs> and, and and I'm like, okay, I look at it instantly. And like, no, no, it's not scary at all. That's yeah. made by like a graffiti like Name a graphic three artist. movies that are like the prime offenders of this. I'm gonna go oh my watch god, them. there is so many. There is so many. What is like the what is the number one? Oh, let me see. Um, I feel like. Just really quick to sidetrack, I feel like there are some people that are smart enough to know that they shouldn't do that, and they've gone out to get consultant graffiti writers. Yeah, and been like, "Yo, help us out. We so, don't want to <laughs> look like dummies." So it, it's 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 funny because I have we have talked about this. It's like th- there could be a whole business based on 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 like we could get you legitimate. And, and you know what? As as far as I know, so far, it, we're technically doing that. We technically yeah. do that because now it's so accepted to the point where. There have been venues where they're like, you know what, we could. I want that New York experience. I want that that real, legitimate graffiti experience. I don't want like some fake. I don't want to grab like some pretend graffiti and 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 me not knowing. Yeah. And so they have they have commissioned us to do authentic graffiti for different spaces, mm-hmm. and it, and and they they appreciate it because it looks authentic because it is. At the end of the day, we so get real. So when you say authentic, do you go in and like put like tags over their mirrors in the restroom? There is no. <laughs> there is no and they have they have that to tell us when, where not to paint. Like, yeah, that's how authentic. That's awesome. Will <laughs> that's go dope. All out. And the yeah. thing is that I'm always talking to Ray. I was like, we need to get people that just go out and do this all the time because they're gonna know what to do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it is something that only they can do. So it's a yeah. skill in itself. So. so Ray, I remember at the reception, we kind of talked about like installation, like mm-hmm. your artwork here in, at the cultural center is on canvas. It's rolled out. Um, but we were talking about like the experience of it, right? Mm-hmm. Your experience obviously is different than even different than Atiel's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what is it that you would, cause I thought that in conversation was really interesting. What is it that you would kind of combine 
to present like what it's like to someone who has no idea what that world is about like an experience for them yeah like you, you know you have to like uh, uh, cop sirens or like you know yeah, yeah. walking on a bridge that you feel like the wind's gonna tip you over yeah, or something yeah. um i mean obviously you, you definitely can't replicate it yeah it it it's definitely have to, has to be um something that you would have to go out and do you'd have to know someone that that mm-hmm. does it and like just be an observer but even being a, an observer is not enough you have to be a, a participant to mm-hmm. actually get the actual feel for it what is that what what is the feel like so what? so there is okay so for example i have taken friends to go paint mm-hmm. and it is a, a specific experience and for the longest time i've been kind of like i think that the last time i did trains was a really long time ago and recently we went to do trains Mm -hmm. and it's been such a long time where it's just like you scale in the middle of the night you scale to to get to the trains you know once you get there you start painting with people they know what they're doing in the and 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 almost darkness mm-hmm. where you can't see and and if you're not if you don't know what you're doing you're not prepared so it's an, an experience where skill and experience comes into play because you're no longer <coughs> playing around it's, it's very real and it gets to the point where you're like you have to be prepared to every extent like you're if, saying if, if people the way you're talking about it makes me feel like there's an like a real sense of danger. There is, there is a not such a danger, but uh, I mean, yes, in a way, because there, there's you, you a loss have of to freedom. Be, be careful yeah. that that a potential loss of freedom, a potential loss of freedom. Mm. But also, so there, that also, is, I mean, that's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. But then also on top of that, there is the sense of your peers, um, doing a better job than you can. So that even comes into play. So you're also ah. like co- conscious of your your skill with the sense of danger, with the sense of like how how much can I get done before I need to go, as well as do I have enough to carry with me? Because a lot of times in, in, in any other wall, you can have as many paints as you want. But here, you only have a backpack because you got to be able to carry it with you at the space. Now, also height becomes a problem. So then all that you put into play, so it, it is a, a, a thing that it only they can experience with experience. <clears throat> so you get to the point where you're like, am I capable enough to do this with them? You know? And a lot of the times, even a professional as myself cannot keep up with them. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> 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 um. It, it, it definitely does take a lot. So it does. It does yeah. take a lot. It, it's it like is. If you were to go play a, like a soccer match and yeah, another night, right. no, so I was going with no lights. Play, play a soccer and then, match, and then have, but then you go play versus a professional team. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what dark. I was going to in ask. In the dark with no lights. <laughs> right. So you talked about an experience without experience, an experience with experience. So like in terms of building that and creating the muscle memory and the yeah. discipline to be like, yeah, I went out this weekend. I'm gonna have to go out every weekend or. Like, I mean, it's it's literally like training camp, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like basically. I, absolutely. Basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you. I guess if you if you were to to start out, like if if you were a beginner, you obviously want to get advice from someone, you know, obviously in the community in the you know the city that you live in, find something someone on the internet, and then just kind of you know take uh take small you know 
you know, baby steps. You just you just go out there, you kind of get a feel for the for the environment, and you can do you know something small. It doesn't have to be big. And I, I and I think that's probably one of the big hurdles that a lot of the new people, like the new talent, does is they expect to do like these crazy wild styles with like a mm-hmm. hundred colors, and it's like it's like no, <laughs> that's dude, not like, gonna happen. Like you've already you've already set yourself up for failure. Like yeah. you, know, yeah. you just got to go in there with yeah. like two colors, at least three cans of each, and then just you know just put your name up and you know just leave. And three cans of each is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot because a lot of the times they cover a lot, so. That's a massive amount mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's it's just something that you just have to kind of baby steps into it. You know, you not can- to mention we live in the Instagram world mm. where they will take a picture of it and embarrass yeah. you. Online. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and then remind you. And remind you every five seconds. Hey, well, remember when you did this? Yeah, and you're saying that, but that's another world too. Like yeah. the documenting of this, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you're when you're here- not supposed to. Yeah, you're here. Your work is in a gallery at a city-owned facility. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a, there's levels. There has been levels built to this culture as a product of the the like the expression that it that it started with. Mm-hmm. Like where it grew from, it's turned into something where mm-hmm. here it is housed in a city facility yeah. for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Well, it's a safe environment for everyone to see too. Right, you know? right, true. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got merit. I mean, obviously, obviously, we we have it here for a reason. It's got merit. The artistic value of it is is incomparable. Like there, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. Um. But, and he's catering that to the people in a safe environment. Right. Somebody comes in here and they see it, and they're floored by the colors Which is and the combination rare. of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's something that it's like. Yeah, you're you're coming in here for a nice afternoon, mm-hmm. and you're enjoying and appreciating the work that this man took over 25 years to to perfect. Yeah. And like not, not, to, not to mention to bring it back, <laughs> 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 to bring it back, they don't have to experience the danger, like you said. Like there is right. the danger. Yeah. You're allowing yeah. them to see the the finished product without all those things, and right. and really coming into a space where they could be safe and enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is now. Oh man, it's it's. Yeah, if y'all haven't seen it, y'all really should stop by. Yes. Like literally, if you're walking down Jefferson, you can see it through the gallery windows, and right. then just pop on, pop on in here. Yes, we're open Tuesday through Saturday, noon to six p.m. We're right next to the Texas Theater, two twenty three West Jefferson Boulevard. You already know, but yeah, like it, it's just crazy. Um, we're talking about all of these things, and it's like. It, it, it's hard for me to explain to someone the significance of the work that we have. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the work um, just personally because of the world that I grew up in and, you know, being a child of hip hop. Like for me, it's incredible. But I think it's really cool, one, that we're doing this. And again, thank you to Luna Luna for making us record this and, and kind of share it with the world. But Yeah, like every little thing that we talked about, every question that you answered and everything that you said about your experience into being an artist of this kind is something that, one, not everyone is going to experience, but everyone who sees it will kind of benefit from in an unspoken way because you're not here talking to everyone that sees it, Mm -hmm. but they get to see your work. So you're talking to them through the 25 plus years that you've built this Mm -hmm. and they take away what they will from it. Yeah, it feels good. 
Yeah. You know? That's incredible to me. Yeah. 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 I have one last question. All right. One last question. Okay. So when y'all are, you know, doing your graffiti out there, mm-hmm. um, what are like your top two songs that are on oh, your playlist? Yes. Fantastic. We can't listen to music because we gotta keep. Oh! <laughs> we gotta it's keep not. Your... It's, 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 yeah, it's 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 not what you're listening to. Police. It's what you're listening for. It's what you're listening... <laughs> oh, shoot. Nice. So no, no playlist. Nice. No playlist. <laughs> no playlist. But 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 just in legal walls. Whenever we are hanging out, we do listen to music. Obviously, <clears throat> Ray. You're not gonna like my answer. Obviously, you can't play it because I of they, it. they're going to get I mean, copyright. I feel it's like he, he plays some Pavarotti yeah. or something like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I probably can't even pronounce this. It's it's a dance macabre. I listen to only instrumentals and like just weird nah. because that's good. No words. There's enough in the world. I don't I don't like to listen to words when I paint, and it's like it's all classical I think music. If- if there's a quote that we take from this, it's <laughs> that will that will be it. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's just it's it's all classical music. It's all it has to be instrumental. Okay. It just can't. It, there cannot be any words to it. Interesting. Nice. Okay. That's you know, there's enough. I, there's the words are on the wall, and that's that's. I what never would have ah. guessed that. That's yeah. really cool, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I I absolutely have to listen to Black um, Eyed Peas. Just 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 because <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. What's what's the Wait, office? Oh, Black Eyed Peas or like <laughs> new Black Eyed Peas? No. So so. So, so, so one of the first times that we went painting, um, Debris was uh, picking us up, and he picked us up in his car. And Debris, one of our crew members, and he was listening to the Fuji's, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things that his sound system, the moment, the night, and where we were heading to go paint, mm-hmm. it just felt like the thing. And so from now on, it's like my vibes when I first started. I have to listen. Oh, that's cool. you, so. Like you the memory. Yeah, yeah, it hits me. It hits me right on the film. spot, and it gets me going. So yeah. it's it's one of those things that I always remember. Y'all need to make that. A, you need to talk to Jeremy Biggers and make that a short yeah. film. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I pictured it for a moment, and I I felt like I was in the car with you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's really cool. Dang. Anything else? Yeah. Luna, Luna, uh, Ray, Atiel. I don't have any more questions, but this was super cool. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. absolutely super fun. Yeah. All right. So, so you talked about what, where you see graffiti in ten years. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be on a new surface, obviously digital, mm-hmm. and it has to be moving. Wow, mm. so that's incredible. New and, surface and, has to be moving, and and obviously, so like a surface tablet, <laughs> playing, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously playing four D chess. You yeah. know, I. It's already done. Oh, so. <laughs> wow! There you go. Excellent. But but All obviously, right. it, like graffiti back in the day, it's it's not accepted. So yeah, who knows? Ten ten years from now. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, any parting words? Where can we find you? What can we do to support y'all's movement? Uh, so you can see more of my work at at Alvarez A L B as in boy A R E Z on Instagram and on the internet at rayalvarez.com. Nice. Awesome. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank the Oak Cliff Cultural Center for allowing us to have this show, to have Ray here and, and, and supporting the art and just everything that they do. I'm very thankful for. It's not the first time that I work with them. Um, every time they surprise me and they go above and beyond. So thank you for that, guys. Uh, you're welcome, man. Um, you guys can find me in, uh, at H-A-T-Z-I-E-L. And that's where I do all my, my beating. So 
Thank yeah. you so much. Cool. And I don't think we mentioned this, but Atziel curated the show. Yes. <laughs> so he did. Just he FYI. Did. It's funny. If, um, again, the public doesn't really get to have these types of interactions yeah. with the people that we work with, but it was really cool to see kind of Ray and Atziel work through making the exhibition yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about it earlier in the podcast, how both of you are basically the two sides to a coin. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, and it, no, and it was crazy because what you see right now, it wasn't even, it wasn't even the planned product. It was one of those oh, things right. that oh, we, yeah. we spent like two days building something yeah. that just didn't mm-hmm. work out. And at the end of the day, it's just you got to sacrifice these things because you got to do it right. So, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you guys. Yeah. And y'all can check out a little bit of that, you know, process through the video that Jeremy Biggers made. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Check it yeah. out. Thank you so much, a man. Big Jeremy, shout out to Jeremy. Always yeah. an incredible guy. Form. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's super another, talented. Super talented. Another amazing artist yeah. that we love and appreciate. You can find him at STEM and Thorn. Um, but just look up Jeremy Biggers. Big shout out to him. But yeah, that was a really cool video that he did. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, and another thing about Jeremy that I have learned is that he started doing a lot of spray paint work to mm-hmm. do fast murals oh, and things right. like that. And 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 every time that they ask him is like, hey man, I like I love the, the the graffiti or this, this and that. He's like, No, I'm not a graffiti artist. Mm. You know, I'm a street cool. artist, I'm a muralist. So he respects the culture. Oh and yeah, no, for I sure. absolutely respect. Oh him yeah, for I that. know that. Yeah, Jeremy's I was a real just like, one. Wow, I always give him lots of love and yeah. support because as a Booker T. Washington. High oh. School, oh my <laughs> God! Don't you get know him I gotta started. show my man some love, Skyline. Skyline, all the way. <laughs> I mean, you know, shout out to Skyline Raiders. My brother went there, but nah. But you know, it's really dope. One that the art world is is, yeah. is small enough, but again, when it comes to real recognizing real, like you yeah. mentioned earlier. It's really cool for someone like Jeremy to say yeah. say stuff like that. Yeah, and, and he's he's a pro with the spray paint now. So, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, really good. Y'all mm-hmm. did the 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 mural, uh, the Nipsey mural, and the, then we, we did the Nipsey did mural. The, um, oh shoot, the Chadwick. Yes, yes, the Chadwick. Ah, that, that, that's right. That blew up. Yeah, and then not to mention he was in Trigger Fingers with us too, doing uh, graffiti. Yes. Yeah. So yes, we, we were Trigger doing Fingers, and it was a graffiti culture, and he he was there working yeah. with us. As yes, well, so. I saw that an annual festival. Yes. Kind of uh, trigger fingers. Not to mention that's curated by Ray Alvarez, right. by the way. Yeah. And so oh, that's oh. done um, right on the outskirts of Deep Ellum. It's hard to describe the location to uh, people that Deep haven't Elm been there. Deep Ellum Storage yeah. Facility. But yeah, the mm-hmm. Deep Ellum Storage Facility right there off of, um, gosh, is that Canton? I think it's 2nd and uh, 30. I think I want to say Boom. it's Canton yeah. Commerce. Around, around there. there. You'll see a really long wall with a lot of artwork. Incredible uh, artwork from people from around the United States. Yeah. Not to mention Shepard Ferry just got up on that wall recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I know that he was here in Dallas, but I didn't know that he got up on that wall. Mm-hmm. A little disrespectful, but yeah. it was still cool. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a like, come on, bro. You got There's the water. No rules, you got the water tower, bro. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah, you got the water tower. You gotta pay for it, bro. Come on. <laughs> nah, he's cool. He's cool. He's 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 cool. Cool. Well, thank you both. For doing this with us um, again this was our kickoff this mm-hmm. is has been and will continue to be frequencies at the oak cliff Ooh. cultural center um again thank you all for listening you can find us follow us at oak cliff cultural center go to our website at occc.dallasculture.org and if you are in the area you should swing by the oak cliff cultural center through july 2nd i believe um, we're right next to the Texas Theater. That um, It may be July 2nd, July 3rd. Um, but the first week of July, Ghost Chromatic Alchemist is going to be running. We have it up. Um, and if you can't make it, make sure you follow us on social media because we will be posting a lot of pictures. You can also see videos of the process. 
make sure you find, follow, and support the artists that were with us here tonight. But um, what do you say? Any parting words, Luna Luna? Uh, no, just follow us because we have some really cool stuff coming up. So don't miss out on it. We sure do. So thank you all for your support. Again, um, we hope you had a good time listening. And if you have any ideas or if you want to shoot something our way or feel like we should record a story or two, let us know. Oak Cliff Cultural Center signing out. Bye, y'all. Peace. <laughs>